she is live hey, hey everyone. everyone finally welcome here to finally here welcome to plum radio this is our weekly instagram live show where we talk about news politics and pop culture from the lens of the asian perspective i'm your host dolly lee this is my co-host joey yang hey everyone happy sunday happy mother's day everyone Happy Mother's Day. What a blessed day to actually have our amazing guest, Jimmy, join us. Uh, for people who don't know who Jimmy O. Yang is, he is what I think is the star of Silicon Valley. He was in Crazy Rich Asians, actor and comedian. He just put out a new comedy special on Amazon Video. So that's something that you guys can watch with mom today, too. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing like a little bit stand-up comedy for your Mother's Day. Why not? <laughs> Have you watched much Silicon Valley? Oh my God. I mean, it's like, it's like the evening news for me, like living in Silicon Valley, right? Like I have a, I had a coworker who is like, this isn't a TV show. This isn't, this is a documentary. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge Silicon Valley fan, especially as a uh, recovering uh, tech industry worker. And Jin Yang is such an amazing character in Silicon Valley. He just like, uh, he's, he's, he's always up so to, good. he's always up to something. And I can appreciate that so much. <laughs> you guys, we are listening to Plum Radio. If you're just joining in now, Jimmy Yang is joining us at 420. Hit that little arrow right below, right where the comments are. Send this Instagram live to a few of your friends. We're going to be talking about a few things, catching up on the week before Jimmy joins us on the show. So make sure you're tuned in. Invite your moms. Moms love this. My Absolutely. mom is a new Jimmy O. Yang fan, too. <laughs> I, who, who isn't these days? It's true. It's true. But yes. So before we get the show started, I wanted to thank... I think we have what, like almost 30 Patreon subscribers now. We just launched our Patreon. 28 new subscribers this week. Thank you so much to everyone. So we want to give everyone a shout out right here on the show. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and kick us off. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to our supporters, Patricia, Jack, John, Lindsay, Lori, Alana, Michael T, Mike F, Melissa, Daphne, LG and Diana, and that's only half the list. That's only half. To keep it going, Carolyn, Bruce Wang, our cowboy from China, Shiwa, Skyler, Ruben, Michael, my cousin, Cole, Natalie, Dr. Trilliums, Pearl, Janice, Lucky, and of course. Last, but definitely not least, and in fact, the first, number one, our first number subscriber one. on Patreon, uh, Christine Cooper, the cowboy we share. Uh, so yes, we're so thankful. Coop. We're so thankful for you. We love you and all of your, all of our supporters. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us. We want to be a listener-funded show that so we can be accountable to no one but y'all, but our listeners. Uh, so what do you get from us on Patreon? Exclusive monthly bonus episodes, all the stuff that's too spicy for the live. We have Q&As and virtual film screenings like the one that we hosted for the half of it. And you get to support independent media who you can trust. We're going to tell it to you straight. After the show's over, go ahead, go to patreon.com slash plum radio uh, and, and smash that support button. Uh, smash that support we'll, button. <laughs> we'll get you a shout out on the show next week. Yes. Thank you, everyone who's already supported us on Patreon. It definitely means a lot. You know, as someone who's worked in media for a while, I know how hard it is to kind of push some of our Asian stories forward. So seeing everyone's support on Patreon and seeing that you guys believe in this vision that we have of being independent, independent listener funded it really does mean a lot it helps us keep the show going we want to give you guys more we want to do more exclusive reporting and stories 
everyone on Patreon knew about Jimmy O. Yang coming onto our show before we announced it to the public. So you definitely get a lot of bonus and insight. So join us on Patreon. Thank you everyone for tuning in right now. Let's run through our weekly segment, our favorite weekly segment. A whole whole of the week and the whole is extra big this week. Whole is uh. extra big. So people are new to us. We do a whole and blessing of the week to both get rid of all the cursed things in life and bless the show to bring us to a better tomorrow. So our whole of the week, a tough conversation, but one that I think the community really needs to have. So our whole this week is calling attention to some of the Asian Americans who don't understand why we need to talk about Ahmaud Aubrey's death. So people who don't know about this, Ahmaud Aubrey was killed in uh, February. That was two months ago. And he was killed by two white men in his neighborhood while he was jogging through Georgia just to, on his regular routine. And these two white men saw him, assumed he was a burglar, grabbed their guns and chased him down in their pickup truck and shot him. Two months later, they still weren't arrested because there was no evidence. Eventually this week, this viral video came out where you could actually see essentially this public lynching of an innocent man. And that was when the public outrage led to people calling for the arrest of these two killers. Now, something that I think is so important for us to think about, you know, when we're talking about how coronavirus is, is affecting the Asian American community, is thinking about how existence has been affecting other communities of color for so long, right? Like in the same way that Asians shouldn't be criminalized for their skin color because of COVID-19, it is a fucking shame that Black Americans in 2020 still have to be fearful of going out to just jog. Yeah, definitely. And and it's it is it's so upsetting, you know, for folks who who watch the video to to see it. It is a lynching. Uh, it's a modern day lynching, and for and 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 I and I understand when when people are saying like, yeah, but we get beat up too. And and I want to be clear that violence and racism against Asian Americans is not new. Um, this is not something that we're just now finding out. In the same way that um, that uh, unfortunately violence against you know our, our Black American brothers and sisters is is also messed up. Um, so for folks that have been saying like, yeah, we, we, we also suffer and, and yeah, you're exactly right. And we can all look at this situation and say it's fucked up. And if, you know, any, anyone getting beaten up or shot or anything, it's all, it's all not acceptable. And we, and we're not, we're not here for, for any of this in the same way that it's not a crime to cough on the street or on the train while being Asian. It's not a crime to walk on the sidewalk while being Asian. It's not a crime to run while being black. And, and we know, we all know that like anti-blackness exists in our community and, and in so many communities around the world. And, and part of it comes from media, part of it comes from culture, but you know, we, 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 we can't stand for any of this when we hear it in our own lives. I mean, these are really uncomfortable topics to talk about. Um, and these conversations are, are inevitably going to be extremely uncomfortable because it sucks. No one wants to talk about it, but if we don't start these conversations in our own communities, who will? Absolutely. Today on Mother's Day, we think about Akma Arbery's mom. We think about all the Black moms who have lost their children and moms who have sacrificed so much for their children, right? Our own immigrant mothers who have given it so much for us to be here. So our blessing for this week goes out to all the moms for this amazing Mother's Day. Bless your mom, Joey. Late yeah. you in Ohio. Shout out to mom at home in Ohio, hanging out. Uh, they're making some uh, little fun tonight. 
Uh, so Ooh. actually, my dad is going to make it for my mom. Shout out to dad, <laughs> uh, as well. And so yeah, she's uh, she's going to get treated a, a little later. Uh, so we're thinking of, we're thinking of her. Sorry, we can't uh, be with her today, but uh, but glad that they're staying safe and healthy. My mom, Mama Lee Cooks. I know she's watching right now. So shout out to Mama Lee Cooks. She's on a bender today, also just cooking. And I know that's what she wants to do. So we're not going to stop her. I'm I'm honestly like impressed and a little bit shocked at like how much your mom bakes, like and like how how much stuff she is making. I I can I can respect it so much and uh just you know someday i can i can hope to aspire to that level but you know i, I gotta keep working <laughs> my mom has commented <laughs> thank you everyone for the hearts happy mother's day to all the moms in the world thanks mom <laughs> hi mama lee hi mama lee thank you for watching the show and making such amazing goodies for the world to enjoy <laughs> We're getting close to 420 when Jimmy's supposed to join us. So wanted to bless our show. Shall, shall we have a little blessing? Let's have a blessing. Everyone, if you have a blessing that you want to light up at home, you should totally do it. I encourage you. This is the hour for you. Chill, relax. You know, you can listen to the show while you do your laundry, while you make bread, while, you know, call your mom, order her some flowers. So yes, a little incense to bless the show before, you know, we have our special guest on so that the ancestors know that we're here. There this we is are. our ritual on Plum Radio, a hole and a blessing. Our show has been blessed. All right. Oh, that smells pretty good. So you guys, Jimmy Oyang will be joining us shortly. Make sure to send this Instagram live to all of your friends. And if you have questions for Jimmy, throw them in the comments below. Joey, I'll see you next week. And let's welcome on Jimmy cool. Oyang now that we've blessed the show. Thanks, everyone. We'll see y'all next week. Take care. See you Happy next Mother's week. Day. Happy, Happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Mom. Day. Bye. Bye. Jimmy Yang is the star, what I think is the star of Silicon Valley. Here he is. Oh my Whoa. God. Hey, hi. What's Thank you for joining us on Plum Radio. Oh yeah, let's do this. Uh, big fan of yours, Dolly, for the people that don't know. I actually Thank reached you. out Dolly after me and all of my friends saw her uh, AJ Plus um, documentary series on the Mississippi Delta Asians and many more. Thank you. Yes. I was so floored. I was like, wow, me? You, people have seen my work. That's always how I feel whenever I hear that people they have do. seen my You're work. You're a legend amongst like a, the Asian community, especially because I swear every Asian person at work or not uh, knows about this Mississippi Delta uh, Asians and uh, my favorite, the cowboy guy, Bruce. Yes, Bruce. I think Bruce might be watching actually. Oh Bruce, my if God, you're Bruce. watching. I'm a big fan of yours, Bruce. <laughs> my dream is to Bruce send hearts. I'm, I swear, I'm not we'll kidding. Find... <laughs> Bruce, we'll chat later. Jimmy's a fan. Thanks. So, Jimmy, you have a new show on Amazon, new comedy special. It was awesome. I just watched it last night. Oh, thanks. That's awesome. How's it feel? Now that it's out, you're getting more reception for it. It feels good. Uh, the, the comments have been so positive. People, you know, uh, uh, messaging me and like, you know, uh, uh, um, putting on the Instagram stories and stuff. It's been really, really great. But obviously it feels a little disconnected because I'm just at home. So I don't know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what the real reaction on the streets is. And obviously I can't, I'm not going into the comedy club to chat with my buddies and stuff. Uh, but it feels really good, man. It's a special was 10 years in the making. 
So I, why I'm do you say it's 10 of, years in the making? Uh, cause I started stand up 10, 11 years ago and this is my very first special. It does. It mm-hmm. takes, I mean, that's not surprising. It takes 10 years to, to, to get an hour of material that you're happy about, you know? Like, 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 you see a lot of these, like, Instagram uh, or YouTube stars that try to do stand up. They were never a stand up just because they got a following now. They, they're fucking horrible, you know? <laughs> and, and then they try to do a special and it's a fucking joke. Well, to, I noticed that in the special, there are lots of digs on dad, but no digs on mom. Uh, there's a couple, a couple <laughs> nice things on mom. Nice things on mom. Yeah. <laughs> My mom, after we were listening to your audiobook, became a Jimmy O Yang fan. Yeah, and that's after so the Zhao Yapmo. The, 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 the very specific Cantonese slang. I, I love that when people understand those things. Yeah, for sure. Will you wish my mom a happy Mother's Day in Cantonese? Uh, how do you say it? Mo Yeah. What's your mom's name? Lily. Lily, Lily, Mo Tanti Fai Log. Oh my God, Sad Hearts, yes. Gotta say, I, well, hang on, I, I, I screwed up. I gotta say Auntie Lily, because that's how we refer to people in a different yes. generation. Auntie with respect, Lily. with respect. Yeah. So, Auntie Lily, <laughs> Mo Tanti <laughs> Yeah. So, Jimmy, you're actually from Hong Kong. I think a lot of people th- assume that you were born and raised in the U.S. Born and raised in Hong Kong until I was 13, yeah. And so what made your parents leave Hong Kong to come here? Uh, probably part of it was the communists, you know, uh, handing the Hong Kong handing back to the communists in 1997 because uh, my parents were born and raised during the communist revolution. They got screwed pretty bad. Mm. Uh, so there's, you know, a, a fear of that. And and uh, if you would ask my dad, though, he wouldn't tell you that. He would just say it's for me and my brother's uh, education, which I think is fair. Uh, That's fair, yeah. There's great schools in Hong Kong, but I think there's just more opportunities and more, like, uh, say, UCLA or USC or whatever. That's just more international, internationally yeah. more prestigious. And, of course, I didn't get into either of those colleges, so whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah. I mean, your family Shanghainese. You guys grew up in Hong Kong. You guys mm-hmm. must be speaking so many different dialects and languages in your house. It's so interesting. You understand that most people don't, right? Uh, <laughs> we speak Shanghainese in my household. Sometimes I will bust out some Cantonese phrases uh, and now with the English sprinkled in. So it's a very, and some Mandarin even. So it's very a, a quadrilingual uh, household. Yes. I remember I was doing some reporting in Shanghai and I met this this uncle who was also a bald man with glasses. I don't know if this is just a Shanghainese man thing. That is a, that's a Shanghainese <laughs> man thing, yeah. But he taught me that this phrase I always assumed was a Cantonese phrase, hambalang, is actually a Shanghainese phrase. Have you heard Say that again? Hambalang, like all of that crap, hambalang. Oh, hambalang, hambalang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a Shanghainese a, phrase? It is. It's. A, I've heard my dad say it. It's a very old, old man. Uh, Shanghainese phrase. It's interesting. Like my <laughs> Shanghainese, I speak perfect Shanghainese, but it's old people Shanghainese because I only learned it and speak it to my family. So like, mm-hmm. if, if I ever speak to like a younger generation of of, of uh, uh, um, uh, Shanghainese kids, they're like, "What the fuck? Why, why are you talking like an old yeah. man?" That's what people were telling me when I lived in Hong Kong that I speak Cantonese like an old lady. Mm, that like, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, going to like going from like Hong Kong to the U.S. and you became a U.S. citizen not that long ago, right? Like three years ago, honestly, like seriously, not that long. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Congrats. (laughs) Thanks. 
just uh, signing up for some paperwork. I think it was a long time. <laughs> I mean, because after I think you got your green card for like five to seven years, you can get it after you turn 18. I, I think that's the process. But mm-hmm. I never thought it would make any difference, you know, and, and it's like a $700 fee. You got to go take these classes and tests. Um, but then my buddy told me, it's like, Hey man, like if you commit a felony, even like a DUI or something, you can get <laughs> deported. So I was like, Oh, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Can you tell everyone how basic you scam, you've scammed people with your name, your real name, the O Yang. Oh, the O Yang. Yeah. <laughs> Did you change that when you became a citizen? Uh, no, no. My legal name is, uh, O Young, O-U-Y-A-N-G. You know, that was my uh second name when i went on uh stage my first name when i went on stage i, I went by a name called lowball jim it's just like a dumb <laughs> little joke it's so stupid and then i used my real uh spelling of the last name is uh i went on stage as jimmy o-young o-u-y-a-n-g o-yang uh but nobody can pronounce it as four vowels right o-u-y-a it's like the only chinese last name i know that's actually two characters uh sito is also another one and then there's a couple yes. more but those, but but like hayden sito great actor good friend of mine uh and um yeah uh, the oyang thing it just threw people off because people it didn't sound japanese didn't sound chinese didn't sound korean right. and i've always wanted to kind of like rep asians like be more asian yeah uh, i mean i i am fully 100 percent asian but you got examples of the opposite right and I don't mm-hmm. know, I'm like uh, Chloe Bennett. She's a friend, but her mm-hmm, real name mm-hmm. is a real Chinese last name, but she changed it to Bennett, uh, her mm. name, uh, mother's maiden name. So I actually want to do the opposite. I want to sound more Asian. So I yes. changed it to Jimmy O uh, as the middle in the show, and then Yang. Um, and also it became much easier for word of mouth. Uh, uh, it's like, yo, did you see that Jimmy Yang guy, Jimmy O on uh, um uh, 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 YouTube or like, go watch this dude. And then it's crazy. Once I changed that name, the same videos that I had uploaded on Facebook, YouTube of my old standup started like blowing up. Cause people was like, yo, huh. watch this Chinese brother, like do this. And one of the big communities that really, um, like were fans for my standup, for, for my standup from the get go were the Hmong community. Because That's cool. Yang was a very popular name in the Hmong community. And uh, not that I was fronting to be Hmong, but they were like, yo, check <laughs> out this brother. He might be Hmong or he's Chinese or like whatever. Check him out. And like it spread like crazy. I remember the day I put on my first video as Jimmy O. Yang. Like it got like three, four million views. Uh, and then and then that's how a lot of people were introduced to my stand up. This was, I don't know, six, seven years ago now. That's wild. Just that little name change, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. so crazy. Cause, cause I mean, it's like, even if you see it's, it's people are like, so, uh, simple. If you boil down to it, if you see like Lee, uh, Kim Yang, like it's a very obvious Asian name. You're like, Oh, that's an mm-hmm. Asian brother. Let's support him. The right. Young, right. Like, like when you see that, you don't, even Chinese people don't, aren't really sure what that is. And they're yeah. like, Oh, is he like, uh, adopted was he like indonesian like oh is he like not <laughs> is, even, he like, is he from kazakhstan you know one of those kazakhstan <laughs> people that look asian who knows so then they don't get behind you but then you got a simple asian last name but i still always want to keep that o part uh yeah instead of just going by jimmy yang you know do you ever lie to people and tell them that the o stands for something Ha. Uh, I, 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 huh. I should now. I never thought. You should. Yeah. <laughs> but it's almost like a Simpsons joke. I almost, I, I don't know if you're a big fan of the Simpsons, but the yes, O literally yes. stands for O. And there's an episode <laughs> of Simpsons where he finds out he has a middle initial Homer J Simpson. 
And he spent, and go, goes through the whole episode finding what that J meant, and it actually just meant J, like J A Y. That's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. Uh, we got a lot of questions actually from our listeners about Jin Yang, of course. Sure. Everyone loves Jin Yang, yeah. and Silicon Valley came out at a time when I was actually still living in Oakland as well. So it was. Oh wow! It was yeah. just too real. It was too too real. And something that I think is amazing about Jin Yang's character is that you really take the immigrant accent and you you determine what it means. So did you did people give you backlash for putting on the immigrant accent? Uh, yeah, in the and beginning. What, what do you think of it? In the beginning, yeah, I think first season, especially Mashable wrote a very yeah. uh, 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 strong opinionated uh, article about me. But, you know, they can go fuck themselves. Uh, yeah, you know what? People, Twitter I don't, I don't is know the, Mashable at all. Just because of the article, they can. <laughs> it went under. Uh, but, it went under. You know, they, they had a point, though, um, you know, because there's so few of us representing that uh, when you have a very, especially season in season one, he was a very one dimensional, just kind of his jokes were based on his uh, foreignness. So, sort of representation was kind of amplified because there's just not that many of us out there representing back in the day, especially, right? Um, but at the same time, you know, what was disheartening was, of course, it was an Asian uh, reporter that was writing that article. I'm like, hey, man, just let an Asian mm. brother work. What are you trying to <laughs> kill my career? Go fuck yourself, lady. You know? Um, but then I think as season two went on, it went up to like season five, six. By, by the end, he became a very three-dimensional, diabolical, like kind of uh, 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 character. <laughs> Much more than just his accent. And I always love Jing Yang still till today. Um, and um, yeah, man. Uh, so for me, I, I always just approach it like as an actor, you know, trying to play mm -hmm. the accent instead of like some generic, like try to do like a Bruce Lee, like haphazard impression. Um, I always try to just pull from people I knew in life. So it's kind of like an almost Shanghainese Mandarin accent. Yeah. And credit to the creators, like Mike Judge, first day on set, like was like, uh, I told him the difference. I'm like, okay, do you want me to do a Cantonese accent or Mandarin accent? He was like, yo, you know better. You do what... <laughs> so he gave me a lot of ownership in that. And, um, you know, I, I just try to play it authentically. And 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 even certain misunderstandings or uh, uh, cultural things, uh, uh, I just try to play it based on people I know and based on, you know, experiences I had myself. And for mm -hmm. me, I guess I come from a unique perspective. I wasn't born here. Uh, uh, I came here with an accent, so who am I to say I can't play another person with an accent? That that's a bit uh, ridiculous to me. Right, right. Whoever that, that, that so um, who, whoever <laughs> that uh, lady. I never thought about this for years. Now I haven't thought about this for years. Now you brought it up. We should find that reporter from Mashable, <laughs> and I need to have a sit down with her. We as uh, a group. <laughs> I don't need her Send to apologize. Uh, I think she brought up a good point, to be honest. Uh, I I just I just want to make peace with her. Uh, but also, as, as I'm leaving, say that lunch conversation, I just be like, hey, but fuck you, though. <laughs> I think what's interesting about it is that it brings up this dynamic I always talk about when Asian Americans want to disassociate themselves from Asians. And at the end of the day, you know, very much like what you saw in Bruce's story, they only see Oriental when they look at you. They don't care about what you have attached to your Asian-ness. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And that's something about the accent that I love, that it's not about caricaturizing Jin Yang, the character. It's really, it's just is a facet of who he is. And yeah. he is the one who basically takes everyone down. Yeah, which is so great. Like like now, it's he's not the stereotypical docile 
foreign guy with an accent. He happens to have an accent, but he's very uh, mm-hmm. uh, evil and kind of, you know, uh, uh, multidimensional, you know. Um, it's, it's to me very going backwards uh, if we kind of shun our brothers and sisters with accents, mm-hmm. you know. Because I, I do remember first coming to this country, of course, like nobody wanted to hang out with the foreign kid, the fresh off the boat kid. But one thing in particular was um, when ABCs, people that were born, Asians that were born in uh, uh, America, they were the one that really didn't want nothing to do with this fresh off the boat kid mm. because they don't want to be looked at fresh off the boat. So um, sir, they, they do have that militantness to them sometimes. And I, I never really appreciated that. So if I were to play... I, I mean, as a career choice, I, I'm probably a little more picky about playing characters with accents again because I just want to mm-hmm. do more of other things. And I always right. approach it like, is this, is there a reason this guy needs an accent, or is it is he just has an accent? You know, uh, and and that's always a conversation. And um, yeah, so I, I never were you able? Him. Yeah, were you the one that was pushing for his character to have more depth, or how did that come about? I think uh, I did an authentic enough job. Uh, I think we found a great dynamic with me and TJ that the writer started writing towards that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have my pitches, but I think, you know, on that show with um, Mike Judge, Alec Berg, and all the great writers, they they just did their thing, man. And and Jing Yang, I think, became like a fan favorite. Uh, I remember Mike Judge telling me, I wasn't at this Comic-Con, but Silicon Valley did a Comic-Con panel and one of the audience questions in, in the big hall H were like, oh, no, 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 there's 6,000 people. One of the audience questions was like, next season, will we see more of Jing Yang? This is between season two and three. Mm-hmm. And then the whole crowd like cheered. And that wow. that's when Mike always told me, he was like, oh, okay. He knew that Jing Yang was like a fan favorite. So whoever asked that question, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, going from season one of Silicon Valley, I was, re- I was hearing in your book that you were still driving Uber yeah, that's true. Going from there to now having a role in Crazy Rich Asians, you've got a bunch of other projects going on. What's that transition been like? Do you feel uh, like it happened overnight? It's been great. Um, not overnight. I mean, in my stand-up special, uh, you hear me talking about I live in a one-bedroom apartment, okay? Mm-hmm. And that joke has evolved over the years. So that joke used to be I lived in a one-bedroom apartment with two roommates, which was absolutely true when the joke started. Uh, and then in the special, I say I live in a one bedroom apartment. It was a very one nice one bedroom condo I had in West Hollywood. Uh, and I literally, That's I know. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, so, so, so basically, uh, I shot that special in November last year, 2019. I was still living in that apartment until like two months ago, I just moved into this house. So things have, uh, slowly changed, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's taken it one step at a time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what's like the biggest change you've noticed now going from Uber days to today? What is the biggest change? Um, do people recognize you? They do. I, I And I think that's a progression too. In the Uber days, nobody recognized me in season one of season <laughs> I had two lines, right? Um, and then I start seeing people recognize me for my stand-up. Asian people come up to me and be like, oh shit, I saw you on YouTube whether it's a Laugh Factory mm. video or one of those videos I told you about that I posted myself. Um, and then Silicon Valley started, start, started and uh, this is absolutely true, like in my special, like people come and say, oh shit, Jing Yang. And then I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh man, I didn't even know you speak English in real life. I'm like, oh, come on, man. 
Now, ever since Crazy Rich Asians, that's a whole nother fan base. So now I feel like people know me as me now instead of just uh, this stand-up guy or this Jing Yang guy, uh, which is which is uh, nice. And I feel like still, I, I say this every time, I and when I do stand-up, I have some of the nicest fans, you know? It's like really mm-hmm. nice, polite, maybe a little nerdy, techie people from, you know, the Silicon Valley fans. And then just really like cool Asian people that feel like, you know, not, not just like a fan of somebody, but like, Oh dude, that that's my brother right there. You know? So, yeah. so, so, so there's something nice about that. Yeah. I think a lot of people are feeling that way. If you guys feel that way, send hearts, <laughs> send your love. Yeah. So I've noticed that you've been doing a lot of quarantine cooking. Sure. Everything from our friend Lucas Sin. Somebody tag Lucas Sin, Chef Lucas Sin. I actually did a video with him for Gold Thread as well. But that amazing fried rice. Oh yeah. Oh, I I want to go on. I, I I might do like an Insta. We talked about this, me and Lucas, uh, doing like an Instagram live cooking together type of deal. Maybe you can coach yes. me up on something. That'll be cool. Another Hong Konger. Yeah. Yeah. So. Actually, when we put out this uh, notice that you were going to be on the show, so many people messaged us about the fried rice specifically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Asians never die. That's one of my favorite Asian meme accounts. Oh, that's my friend. Ty, Ty, oh, really? send that's some so love. Fun. How you doing, man? <laughs> Asians never die is such a great supporter. Good account, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, now you're doing lots of quarantine cooking. You're doing something with Bon Appetit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started writing this column for Bon Appetit, uh, but you know, everything has shifted. So I was supposed to do this, like going like, uh, cause they have a home section and an out section. So I was supposed to go out in the field, try food or like whatever, and then write whatever my opinion is. Right. But obviously you can't really do that. So I did a little special, uh, feature about quarantine shopping and watching, uh, uh, cooking videos on YouTube and learning how to cook on Bon Appetit recently. And that was super fun. And, and I think the cooking thing is just a passion. I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't plan on making money. I'm still, I'm not making money from it, but I would love to do like a cooking show in the future or just keep posting more videos. People are responding overwhelmingly well. Like each of those videos, again, like 50,000 like views on like um, Instagram. It's crazy. People love that shit. I mean, what else are people doing in quarantine, right? Right. True. So today's Mother's Day. Are you guys going to do anything with the fam? Uh, usually they come over once a week, but not this week. Uh, I had to kind of shoot something for my house. There was a couple of equipment guys and stuff that came over. So I'm like, mm-hmm. let's just be safe. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't worry about too much about myself getting COVID, but it will, it will be like really bad if my parents got it. So I stay very mm-hmm. safe so I can see them once a week. Um, so I told them to come by next week, you know, I'll probably call them at some point today and talk. I'm sure they're so happy now that you've, you're like, off stand up and no longer on a talk show and actually making things that they understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what, uh, very sweet of them. They actually, uh, called me and be like, they, they really liked the stand up uh, show. And I was like, uh, you guys didn't care that I was making funny. And then my mom was like, <laughs> well, you know, okay, I don't look that bad. Or my dad was like, okay, I don't look that bad, but it's okay. And then my mom chimed in in the background and she was like, Hey, Hey, it's not me. That's watering down the soap. It's your dad. Okay. So they are admitting everything is true, but they're putting blame on each other. They're like fact checking in the background. I love that. Yeah, I guess I all this that. stuff, the reaction stuff, uh, my parents' reactions to the first stand up could go into the second special. We'll see. My dad actually still tells people that I'm on the radio. 
Oh, well, that's good. I feel like on the radio <laughs> is a very uh, legitimate job, you know? You know, for him, it, he's a little bit, he like switches what he needs the story to be based on who he's telling, right? So if he's talking to someone whose kid is trying to get into, say, an architecture school, he'll tell them, because I went to art school, he'll be like, oh, my daughter is an architect. <laughs> and then I have to deal with this situation of explaining that I'm not or pretending that I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever is necessary. <laughs> So you're not an architect? Not an architect, just a journalist. <laughs> well, that's too bad. So, I mean... That's what an old Asian man would say. It's like, just too bad, too bad. Yeah. So other new things you have going on, other than Bon Appetit, what else should people be looking forward to? Uh, well, definitely watch special. It's on Amazon Prime now. Uh, and then tweet me about it, you know, or uh, message me about it on Instagram. Um, you know what? Uh, Space Force is coming out at the end of the month. May oh, I 29th. saw that. That's super exciting. There's already billboards out there. You can see my face on a billboard. It's just <laughs> Steve Carell and John Malkovich. And that's uh, going to be on Netflix, yes? It's going to be on Netflix. I think it's going to be a very, very good show. I've seen all 10 episodes already, and it's very freaking cool, man. And we all love each other. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun one. And uh, it's just great to kind of get to be part of that all-star group of like uh, uh comedians and it's created by greg uh daniels and steve you know who uh, obviously were uh the creators of uh, the office so it's gonna be good it's gonna be real good what's it like working with steve carell nicest guy on the planet like like no bullshit nicest guy on the planet so chill because because i think people are, would be intimidated by, by, by Steve right. you know, uh, because yeah. he is such a huge star and so good at what he does. But you know, it's just a regular guy, man. And he and mm -hmm. we just chat, we chill and, and that's it. Like he just, he, the, when you hang out with Steve, it, you, it doesn't feel like you hang out with Steve or like a movie star. It just, he's a dude. And when does space force coming out? May 29th on Netflix. Uh, all 10 episodes are going to drop at the same time. I have a feeling people are going to binge it in like... People need that here. content. People need that content. Yeah, yeah. So to cap off our show, we solicited from some of our followers 10 rapid-fire questions sure. that you have Go to for answer. It. So you have to pick one, and the one that you don't pick immediately dies and falls into a hole. Uh, wait, so, so out of 10, <laughs> I pick one out of 10. You're going to... No, I'm going to give you all the options, and you have to pick one. Okay, sure. Of two things. The one that you want to keep. All right. Okay. First one, Ken Jeong or Steve Carell? Oh, my God. These are horrible <laughs> questions. So, so the, the other person dies? They just fall into a hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> you must pick one. Well, geez, just for selfish reasons, for now, I got to pick Steve Carell or else I wouldn't have a job next year. <laughs> TJ Maxx or Marshalls? Oh, that's tough. Can I pick Ross instead? Is that an option? Wow. No, but I see where you're going. You're a Ross I, fan. I, I cannot now we know. TJ Maxx or Marshall because I get <laughs> overwhelmed. And something about the chaos in Ross actually makes me feel calmer. Okay, okay. You're a Ross man. You're a Ross man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hong Kong milk tea or bubble tea? Hong Kong milk tea all day. Yeah. Okay. I good, mean, I good, love good. bubble tea, but. Hong Kong milk tea is just the best. I mean, you can always do Hong Kong milk tea and put some bubbles in it. That, that's what bubble tea is, right? <laughs> no, but bubble tea is never like super authentic Hong Kong milk tea. You know, it's it's never right. That's true. You know why? It's because Taiwanese people made it. 
Okay, I'm not talking. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Korean barbecue or Cantonese barbecue? Uh, oh, oh man, living in LA, I gotta say I'll pick Korean barbecue because it's rare yes. to find even really good Cantonese barbecue in uh in LA, and I eat Korean barbecue more. Um, what about the tasu? No tasu for the rest of your life. I mean, if I, if I live in Hong Kong, of course I got to pick the Hong Kong barbecue because it's incredible <laughs> over there. But here, like you can, you rarely find like an amazing one, you know. So uh, hmm. and we have the best Korean barbecue in in America. That's true. Carne asada or taco al pastor? Carne asada. I think it's more mm. versatile. I can eat it all day. Al pastor mm -hmm. is a treat. Uh, I can't get it that often. Uh, but it is amazing. But I'll, I'll pick carne asada. Hot dog or hot dog bao? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, just based on the fact that I haven't had that bao in about 10, 15 years, I'll have to pick hot dog. But edibles or blunts? Edibles. I, I, haven't, I don't do blunts. I haven't smoked a blunt since college. It messes me up. Even edible completely messes me up. Uh, so I don't really, I just vape every now and then. But I would take like an edible mint, like Kiva has these mints, mm. and I break them the, in half. Yes, the five and I don't get milligram. that high. I feel chill, and I go to sleep. That's it. Yeah, so you don't have to tell for you more. Yeah, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. Rick Ross or Gucci Mane? <sighs> <laughs> I mean, they can both fall in the hole. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I do like both of them. I do like both of them a lot. Uh, I'll say Rick Ross. Uh, that hustling song uh, is a must. Mm -hmm. I, I play it at least uh, uh, once every quarter. <laughs> nice. You ever request to do your cooking show while high? <laughs> I, wait, say that again? Oh, oh do You have a request from one of our viewers to do well, the cooking show know, while I'm high. I'm already high when I'm doing my <laughs> cooking show. That's what I'm saying. He's acting, you see? He's acting. <laughs> San Diego or Tijuana? Uh, uh, San Diego. Uh, uh, you know, it's... I feel I got a lot of buddies there. I love that town. Great food. Uh, all the mm -hmm. carne asada, uh, California burritos. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, my buddy has this restaurant called Dirty Birds. That's amazing. The best wings. Uh, so I, I, I love San Diego, the gas lamp district. Uh, Tijuana, I mean, can totally fall in a hole. I, um, I think uh, <laughs> it only gets you in trouble. It only gets you in trouble. This is not a political statement. I'm just saying for myself, like... Like I think I've gotten into a lot of trouble in Tijuana. Yes. Yeah, you go on a few yes, trips yes. for college, and then you're done. Like as an adult, you should never go to Tijuana. <laughs> White Claw or Smart Water? Uh, I don't drink White Claw. White Claw is very uh, deceivingly uh, dangerous because um, I tried it. I tried like Truly or one of those things once, right? They're all the same. Mm -hmm, it tastes yeah. like water, and next thing you know, like second or third one, like your body just telling you some something's wrong with this thing. Like it shouldn't taste like this. And it's kind of <laughs> gross after the second or third one. Um, I, I do actually like smart water. I always keep it around, uh, for hangovers. So like I chug one before I, you know, I go to bed after I drink and stuff. It's great. <laughs> Last one, Joe exotic or Carol Baskin. Oh, Joe exotic, man. We need, we need some more Joe exotic <laughs> content. Uh, Carol Baskin, I mean, killed her husband. So she could fall <laughs> into that it. tank. Carol Baskin can fall it. into the septic tank just like her <laughs> husband did. And that was the last one. So if you can just close us off with maybe some words of wisdom for other Asian creators who maybe want to go into a creative career 
Oh, uh, whatever know, world they're in. I get this question a lot, uh, which is kind of nice because I think uh, for our generation, a lot of us couldn't wasn't an option for us. We really had to rebel or like you know disappoint our parents to get into this. But it's good that you know we're seeing more and more of me and you out there of movies like Crazy Rich Asians. So hopefully. Uh, you can tell your parents, hey, this guy Jimmy ma- is making it. He's doing fine. Why not me? You know. So I always tell people, uh, and I said this in my book before, um, that it's better to disappoint your parents for a couple of years than to disappoint yourself for the rest of your life. So go, yes. go do what you love. At least give it a try and be realistic with yourself. Thank you, everyone. Jimmy O Yang has a new comedy special on Amazon. Watch that tonight with your moms. Make sure you catch Space Force later this month, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, Ollie. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye, Jimmy. Everyone, thank you for catching us on Plum Radio. If you missed this episode or want to re-listen to it, we'll be putting this up as a podcast. Wherever you podcast, this is called Plum Radio, and I'm Dolly Lee. Thank you, Jimmy, for joining us. If you want to see more stories like this, want more interviews with Jimmy or our last interview with Alice Wu, make sure you support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash plumradio. And we'll be back again next Sunday.